Good Friday morning. Welcome back to Kate's Corner. Today we're going to explore some of the Easter story that made our story possible, as well as talk about Easter in quarantine and whatever else comes along. Thanks for joining me. This is a nice, peaceful day. Not much uh, excitement. So uh, I decided to take some actually well-placed time for myself this weekend. So a couple weeks ago, I got some stuff from Bath and Body Works. They were having one of those buy three, get three free body care sets. And you know, with the quarantine and all, uh, we all have extra time on our hands and I was doing some shopping. So they have, around Christmas time, they brought out gingham the um scent that they had a long time ago my mom and my aunt remember having it when they were in high school so they they have the body mist but they also have like a perfume um it's actually like a parfum my grandma says (laughs) my grandma always says that um the the sprays are called toilet water when they're actually called toilette and the perfumes are parfum and the parfums are better apparently so it's so cute it's in like a little oval glass bottle and it has a bow on it and I got it as part of my three things that I bought um I got the bubble bath which I used uh, yesterday maybe or the day before and it was wonderful uh I got the sugar scrub for the shower or whatever and I just tried it today and it's fantastic it's like going to a spa or um it has all those little scrubby things in it that get all the dead skin away and make you feel like you've been pampered and it's wonderful and i got the body butter thing and the lotion and i love lotion i love smelling things and um it's wonderful so i'm just today taking some time to uh smell some things i guess um and make my skin nice and smooth (sighs) so there's a lot to think about during this time of being quarantined and a lot of time we have a lot of time on our hands and um a lot of things we're trying to find things to do since we don't have a lot of things we used to so I've been trying to be creative like you've heard before some things successfully some things not so successfully uh so today I'm not really trying to be creative start fresh do something new I'm just uh hanging out I got Netflix back um on my phone because I have a lot of time on my hands. I got rid of it for a while just because I had a lot of subscriptions but I got it back and I've been watching Fuller House because I never finished it. I watched like a whole season last night. I couldn't sleep again. So so I didn't go to sleep until like 6 this morning which is not like me. I, I need sleep. I like sleep. I get that from my dad 
We both love sleep. We need sleep. We can't function without sleep. Um, but yesterday I watched Full House, Fuller House, all day, all night. I mean, and it was uh, not very productive, but it was okay. And I also got some of those scoop chips. Gosh, if I was getting paid for this, I'd be like getting all these, all this marketing money from different companies. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I got those little Totinos or Tostitos, whatever, scoop chips and the cheesy sauce to put on them at like one in the morning. I don't usually do that either. Um, not doing a very good job of getting rid of my stomach fat, but, um, <laughs> so that's just me kind of being, kind of embracing the fun and the crazy a little bit in a good way or a at least not so destructive way, depending on how my cholesterol looks this morning. Um, and just trying to keep it real. I feel wonderful now, and I'm going to enjoy a nice, relaxing day. Um, and later, we'll talk about some things I've been thinking about to share with you. The dog gets really upset when he can't come in my room. I have nice, um, fuzzy blanket. It's like a white cream color on my bed. And I don't like him to mess it up, so I don't let him in a lot. But he's scratching at the door. Oh my gosh, he's licking my toe through the door. Scout, honey. <laughs> Come here. Come here. Come here. Just for a minute. Come here. Oh, hi. Hi, buddy. You feel lonely, don't you? Oh. Say hi to the people again. Hi, people. Oh. Oh, if it weren't for him, we'd have nothing to do. Nope, no, 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 no. You can't go past me. You can't go past me. I see what you're doing. You're trying to get to that fuzzy blanket. Alright, look. Come your toy. Come your toy. Jump. Oops. Let's try that again. Bring it back. Good boy. Ready? Ready? Before he tries to break down my door. I'm outside the front door. It's windy and about 40 degrees. Although the weather says because of the wind chill, it feels like it's in the 30s. I'm wearing jeans and a short sleeve shirt and flip flops, which might not be the best wind and 40 degree attire. It's been windy horribly windy for days we had a couple of storms and our power went out but here we are it's nice to get fresh air even if it does smell like cow manure and wood stove smoke i live kind of in the country ish but it's still nice someone's wind chimes are chiming and i can definitely feel the chill some cars are going by, but I don't think as many as usual because people are somewhat not supposed to be on the roads, even though um, they still go probably. I don't know. It's good to get some fresh air. This is a very important spot because I don't come outside a ton, but 
My favorite part of Easter is the sunrise service, and since I won't get to go to an actual sunrise service this year, I've dedicated myself to having a sunrise outside, which is why I'm really happy that it won't be so freezing cold. I'm going to go outside and watch, hear, feel, whatever, the sunset. Um, I can see light, so I do love sun. You can't really see the whole sun when it first rises. It's just a light and it's just so nice and peaceful. So I'm really excited to spend some time with the Lord and be outside for Easter a little bit. And then I'm going to watch church online from the church that I go to at school. And I'm going to bake and cook and have a wonderful day. I'll tell you more about it when I get inside and unthaw. What do you do when plans change? And is it okay to be upset? We all had plans of how we thought our life was going to go this season. Then we were hit with the virus and everything changed. Schools closed. We came home and stayed home. Now Easter's coming up and um, We thought maybe plans would change for that, but we were hopeful that we would be done with this by now. But then we approached Easter weekend. If it hadn't been for the quarantine, we'd be having lunch or dinner with our family, having an Easter egg hunt, going to church, uh, doing all kinds of things. But since we're in this situation, we're not. Plans changed. So I was optimistic. I made a new plan. I was going to do this and do that. Every minute, maybe just every hour of my day, of my weekend was planned. But sometimes when I don't have control over a situation, I get sad and I get crazy knowing that there are moments that are left up to whatever happens or things aren't as good as I thought they were. So, when my family decided to do things differently than what I had planned or decided, I was again falling into that sad stage of Easter not being the same, me not having anything to do, and not having any control. See, the reason I was happy is because I had planned so many things to do in that time to keep myself busy. The reason I like structure so much and the reason I like keeping things routine so much is because when I'm doing nothing, I feel like nothing. I get sad or glum or blah. Probably what some would call depression or seasonal depression or something and I might agree with you but that's beside the point the point is now I'm facing changes the third round of changes to my plans so here's the question is it okay to be sad about the quarantine is it okay to be sad that Easter is changed yes but there's a place and a time There's a place and a time to be sad, 
when there's a place and a time to swallow your sadness and choose joy and choose to move on and choose to embrace the new normal and choose to remember that nothing changes that the fact that it's Easter on Sunday. Nothing changes Easter. Nothing changes the fact that Christ rose from the dead for our sins. Nothing changes that fact. So I'm still going to celebrate it, despite change after change after change after change, and loss after loss, and heartbreak after a heartbreak. (sighs) Even if I have my moments where I don't really want to. But I do. I do want to celebrate Easter. I do want to give the Lord glory and praise. I do want to find a reason to smile and a reason to be joyful. And I want to revise my plans and continue remembering that God is the one in control, not me. This has been a wonderful Good Friday, a good Good Friday. I had the chance to relax, reflect, grieve the loss of normal and hope for the time when it will return. I had the opportunity to have a Good Friday service with Calvary Church, and we did communion at my home at the kitchen table. I've never done that before. Um, It was a very wonderful experience where um, I was very inspired. It was very inspiring to, to know that everyone was doing communion and feeling this with us and um, going through this with us and that Jesus had communion the last supper in a home just like we did in the middle of chaos in the middle of the greatest suffering in his life we get just a glimpse of that and we're ever more thankful for what he did I'm going to read today from Mark chapter 14, starting in verse 22. This is the Good Friday reading I was telling you about that I've been really excited to do with you. Um, I know that you have the ability to read yourself, and I have the ability to, you know, do this at a different time, but there's something about reflecting and hearing the Word of God and reveling in it. So, we're going to read about the, the Last Supper and the crucifixion, starting in verse 22. While they were eating, Jesus took bread, gave thanks, and broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, this is my body. Then he took the cup, gave thanks, and offered it to them, and they all drank from it. I often wonder what it was like in those times. Did they really share bread and all drink from the same cup? It kind of makes me a little gross feeling these days. But it also reminds me of the unity of those covered by Christ. That unity is something that is resembled in that cup. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many. He said to them, 
I tell you the truth, I will not drink again of the fruit of the vine until the day when I drink it anew in the kingdom of God. When they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. So they sang hymns together and they fellowshiped together and that must have been such a special time just as we're doing in our homes today. I'm going to skip down to verse 32 in Gethsemane. They went to a place called Gethsemane and Jesus said to his disciples, sit here while I pray. He took Peter, James, and John along with him and he began to be deeply distressed and troubled. My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death, he said to them. Stay here and keep watch. Going a little further, he fell to the ground and prayed that if possible, the hour might pass from him. Abba, Father, he said, everything is possible for you. Take this cup from me, yet not what I will, but what you will. Then he returned to his disciples and found them sleeping. Simon, he said to Peter, are you asleep? Could you not keep watch for one hour? Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the body is weak. Once more he went away and prayed the same thing. When he came back, he again found them sleeping because their eyes were heavy. They did not know what to say to him. Returning the third time, he said to them, are you still sleeping and resting? Enough, the hour has come. Look, the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us go. Here comes my betrayer. And then in verse 43, Jesus is arrested. Just as he was speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, appeared. With him was a crowd armed with swords and clubs sent from the chief priests and teachers of the law and the elders. Now the betrayer had arranged a signal with them. The one I kiss is the man. Arrest him and lead him away under guard. Going at once to Jesus, Judas said, Rabbi, and kissed him. The men seized Jesus and arrested him. Then one of those standing near drew his sword and cut the servant, struck the servant of the high priest, cutting off his ear. Am I leading a rebellion, said Jesus, that you come out with swords and clubs to capture me? So, I wonder if Jesus was scared. But he put his fear and turned it into faith in his father. In his father who had a good plan for him and we used him to save us all.
then everyone deserted him and fled. That's how that narrative ends. Everyone deserted him and fled. Hmm. And then we go to before the Sanhedrin. And they took Jesus to the high priest, and all the chief priests, elders, and teachers of the law came together. And Peter followed him at a distance, right into the courtyard of the high priest. There he sat with the guards and warmed himself at the fire. Peter was comfortable in that moment. Comfortable physically, but maybe not inside. The chief priests and the whole Sanhedrin were looking for evidence against Jesus so that they could put him to death. But they did not find any. Many testified falsely against him. But their statements did not agree. Then some stood up and gave this false testimony against him. We heard him say, I will destroy this man-made temple, and in three days I will build another, not made by man. Yet even then their testimony did not agree. Everyone deserted or tried to destroy Jesus. All for us. They did this all for us. And then Peter disowns Jesus in verse 66. As we know he does and as Jesus knew as well. And Peter was greatly ashamed verse 72 says then Peter remembered the word Jesus had spoken to him before the rooster crows twice you will disown me or deny me three times and he broke down and wept in chapter 15 Jesus comes before Pilate very early in the morning the chief priest with the elders the teachers of the law and the whole Sanhedrin reached a decision they found Jesus they bound Jesus, led him away, and handed him over to Pilate. Now the power rested with him because they did not have the power to crucify, and they were out for blood, so to speak. But it was that blood that they were after, that revenge that would save us all. Are you the king of the Jews? asked Pilate. These are the questions they asked him to find out things about him, to, to get him to basically admit his crime. Yes, it is as you say, Jesus replied. The chief priests accused him of many things. So again, Pilate asked him, aren't you going to answer? See how many things they are accusing you of? Jesus had been silent up until this encounter, but Jesus still made no reply, and Pilate was amazed. It was the custom at the feast to release a prisoner whom the people requested. A man called Barabbas was in prison with the insurrectionists who had committed murder in the uprising. Barabbas is the teaching tool 
in this story for me. He's the comparison. The culmination of all of Jesus' efforts. The crowd came up and asked Pilate to do with them what he usually did. Do you want me to release to you the king of the Jews? asked Pilate, knowing it was out of envy that the chief priests had handed Jesus over to him. But the chief priests stirred up the crowd to have Pilate release Barabbas instead. What shall I do then with the one you call the king of the Jews? Pilate asked him. Crucify him, they shouted in verse 13. Why, what crime has he committed? Asked Pilate. But they shouted all the louder. There was no reasoning with them. They were just shouting, crucify him. Wanting to satisfy the crowd, Pilate released Barabbas to them. Now this is the part that I love. Out of all this chaos, maybe love isn't the right word, but Barabbas represents us. The innocent is guilty, and the guilty one walks free. Barabbas was guilty. He had murdered. We are guilty. We have sinned. But the one who is innocent bared our guilt and our pain and our sin on his shoulders. And he took our place, just like he took Barabbas' place. So Pilate had Jesus flogged and handed him over to be crucified. Now the soldiers are mocking Jesus. And then in verse 21 we have the crucifixion. was passing by on the way to the country and they forced him to carry the cross. Can you imagine what that must have felt like? What that must have been? They just kind of grabbed someone and forced him to carry the cross and they took Jesus to the place called Golgotha, which means the place of the skull. Then they offered him wine mixed with myrrh but he did not take it. And they crucified him. They drove nails into his body. They pierced him. They did everything imaginable to a human. That hits me every Easter. But especially now. They divided up his clothes and cast lots to see what each would get. It was the third hour when they crucified him. The written notice of the charge against him read, The King of the Jews. They crucified two robbers with him, one on his right and one on his left. Those who passed by hurled insults at him, shaking their heads and saying, So, you who are going to destroy the temple and build it in three days, Come down from the cross and save yourself. Everyone mocked him, saying he saved others, but he can't save himself. Let this Christ, this King of Israel, come down now from the cross that we may see and believe. Those crucified with him also heaped insults on him. 
But now here's the interesting part. We hear about the thief, the thieves, and one of the thieves chooses to accept his fate and tease Jesus, and the other comes around to Jesus and says he wants to be with him, and he realizes that Jesus, he realizes who Jesus is and the importance of that. And he's an example of who we can be when we accept Jesus and receive his gift. The death of Jesus in verse 33, at the sixth hour, darkness came over the whole land until the ninth hour. And at the ninth hour, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Lama Sabachthani, which means, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? When some of those standing near heard this, they said, Listen, he's calling Elijah. One man ran, filled a sponge with wine vinegar, put it on a stick, and offered it to Jesus to drink. Now leave him alone. Let's see if Elijah comes to take him down, he said. With a loud cry, Jesus breathes his last. The curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. And when the centurion who stood there in front of Jesus heard his cry and saw he had died, he said, Surely this man was the Son of God. And some women were watching from a distance. Among them was Mary, Mary Magdalene, and Mary, the mother of James, the younger. And Joseph. So Jesus' mother is watching him die. How hard that must be. Women had followed him and cared for his needs. This death would change everything for these people. Some believed and some didn't believe. And of course, they bury him. I'm not sure when. So the evening approached. So they buried him on the day that he was that he died. And it's interesting that um, not interesting, but it's horrifying to think that Jesus was there for so long. He was dying for so long, and that's a humbling thing to think about all the suffering that he went through, all the pain, and all the heart, the heartache, and the hard things all for us. What are we going to do with the gift that Jesus gave us? Am I going to mope around because we have no normal, traditional Easter? No. I love the song about, um, that, that I've been 
quoting for the last few days. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know he holds the future and life is worth the living just because he lives. Life is always worth the living, even now. But we forget that sometimes. I know I have. But I choose to always accept his gift and be thankful. Thanks for spending your good Friday with me. That's going to be it for today. I'd like to apologize for the talking that my phone's been doing. It's been going to random places and then talking randomly. So while I figure that out, enjoy the rest of your evening. I'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow for more fun. Bye.